This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, good morning from California and uh, afternoon in New York. How are things in New York? They're wonderful. Good morning, Mom. I wish I was there with you because I know that your guest today is in the studio with you. So, uh, yes, good morning. And it's and like I said, it's afternoon here. It is 2.30. Let's see. I was just thinking about our show's going to air on November 29th. Wow. We've just had Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, I think so, right? Absolutely. Fall is a beautiful and amazing time of year in New York City. And, you know, we always say that while I, while I can say that and I can say fall is an amazing time, it's not always an incredible time for everyone because it brings up a lot of memories for people. Sometimes it brings up anniversary dates. Having Thanksgiving without the person that you love is really, really difficult, especially for the first few years. It's painful. I remember on Thanksgiving we brought Scott's, I think it was Scott's picture to the table, and we had it sitting there. Right. On right. Thanksgiving. Absolutely. I think we gave him the best seat. I think we had him at the head of the table. We did. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And I remember one Thanksgiving, my husband, who was not my husband at that point, he was my boyfriend, came and he sat there and he said, your family's acting like it's very normal to have your brother's picture at the head of the table. <laughs> I said, well, it, it is very normal for us. And he said, okay. So he had to get used to the fact that we incorporated Scott into our lives and continued that bond, even though he wasn't physically here. Absolutely, and we're going to talk uh, with Janet Gallon today, who is a friend and lives in the Bay Area and who has a wonderful uh, show on love letters. We're going to talk to her about love letters and writing love letters, and uh, she is graduated from UC Berkeley, thought that was interesting, married, and then uh, lost her spouse, and we're going to talk to her about spousal loss and about um, handling the holiday, too, Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, without a spouse and give people some tips and welcome to the show Janet thank hi, you hi Janet it's great to have you on hi there now Heidi and I both know Janet because we did a great uh, public access TV show with her and Alan Klein on loss of a spouse and we hope you'll go to our YouTube site and look at that show on spousal loss on public access because it's a great show and you did a wonderful love letters live with me that's right and talk about yes. love letters live and and yeah absolutely talk about your show a little bit Jenna. love letters live is a talk show i've been doing for about eight years now based really on the premise that every experience in life no matter what it is has within it the seeds of a love letter to someone and i think to write a love letter you know, taking taking your gratitude to the grave doesn't help anybody. And it's so important and so nice to yourself to be able to say what you feel while you still have the chance. Absolutely. And we've also talked, and we talked about it on the show, is when you've lost someone, you can yes. write gratitude letters too, right? Yes, you can write any kind of letters you want. And by the way, when I talk about love letters, which I think are so important in life, it's beyond romance. Uh, it can be any moment of memory that you want to share, any kind of gratitude that you feel, letting somebody into your life, inviting somebody into your life, or inviting somebody out of your life in the kindest, most compassionate way possible. Those are all love letters. It doesn't mean that everyone you know needs to get one from you. 
you may not have that feeling. It's just that if you feel in your heart that you have something loving or compassionate to express to someone, there are wonderful ways to do it. And, right? Anna, and it can be someone. Yeah. Go ahead. Heidi. I'm sorry. I love the way you're saying and in inviting people out of your life. I'm wondering if, like you, you have a spouse that dies. And then you decide to get remarried. If you could write a letter to the person that died and kind of inviting them to stay in your life, but inviting them out of your life, but to stay in your life in a new way, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense, and that's wonderful. I've never thought of that. And by the way, every time the topic comes up of love letters, somebody says to me something that is an entire new world of how to do something. Mm-hmm. or to, Yes, or to invite that person, exactly, to stay in your life in a different capacity. Absolutely. Which is my, my husband who died is in my life all the time. Every time I look at our children, I see him. I quote him all the time. He's very much a part of my life. And how do you quote him? What does he say? Oh, I, I mean, I can't, he was the funniest, smartest man, one of the funniest, smartest men I ever knew. And so, I mean, I can't think of anything right now, but in a daily conversation, something will come up that he said and put so well. And I always say, you know, Dan used to say. <laughs> Speaking of Dan, uh, we'll be showing a picture right now of Dan with you on YouTube, that hugging oh, picture. Yes. Oh, what a yes. picture that is. Yeah. And uh, we said to you on the, our public access TV show that everybody should get yes. a hugging, kissing picture. And my husband and I now have one. Oh, good. And of us. Yes, that's so, that's so lovely. When you said that, that never occurred to me. I think of writing love letters really as part of your estate planning. You know, we bother to make sure that our children and people we love have our goods and our jewelry and our money and our whatever it is we want to pass on. Um, But what about planning for them to have letters that you've written so they can look at them after you're gone and when you said make sure to take a hugging or kissing picture let that pass on too it is part of your legacy and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren no matter how awful the death may have been will at some level know that they had a really good pedigree because they came from people who knew how to love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk about the therapeutic aspects of writing those letters, Janet. I just It feels so therapeutic Huge. to me when you talk about it. Yes, let me just say, first, I have never been involved with anybody in a love letter writing capacity, and I've done it for a long time, who hasn't said it's changed a life. They always do. Even if it's your life that's changed, that's significant also. And very often... It's possible to lose sight of the positive sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if there's been a suicide or a difficult death, people who have, I have a friend now whose husband is dying a horrible death and she's angry at him mm-hmm. because he won't do enough to help himself. And this, uh, so afterwards, it's very wonderful to sit down and write a letter of everything you loved. Now, what you're doing is you're bathing in the positive. And I find, and other people also, that their breathing becomes easier, and you you end up with a smile on your face, which I think has been shown to change brain waves. Absolutely. Laughter and gratitude, Heidi. Mm-hmm. We found that. I mean, this gratitude is big, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and how many minutes? Six minutes a day of gratitude absolutely oh. changes your brain waves, and it's got to take you longer than six minutes to write that. Well, it should. Well, I, don't, I shouldn't say it should, because <laughs> there are no shoulds, but, you know, writing a good love letter. One of the things about it is the planning. And it's kind of a specific process of writing down everything you want to say and then going through it and deciding what you want to include and being careful that you're not doing anything snide or passive aggressive. And you may want to say that for another letter. But for the sake of a love letter, which is about the other guy, 
and his or her wonderful qualities. You just stick to that. But when you talk about gratitude six minutes a day, I read an article that writing love letters three times a week, I think it was that, lowers your cholesterol. Wow. I can believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, never mind the animal fat that you're not eating while you're writing. Right. (laughs) But... I, I would, you know, I, I'm not surprised that these emotional things have a real impact on our physical being. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, Janet, I wanted to ask you just some nuts and bolts uh, sure. questions for our people who've had spouse loss out there. Please. You've remarried, right? Yes, 25 okay. years ago. Okay. Now, talk about for somebody who's a young widow, what are the things about dating and all that kind of thing and telling your children and what's difficult? What's difficult, you know, it depends on the children. It depends on you. I had a very strong and wonderful circle of friends. And by the way, I will tell you one wonderful incident that is still with me. A girlfriend of mine said, you know, now that you're single, your same friends are not going to be, they're not going to be inviting you to their dinner parties. And you're going to be excluded because you're going to be a threat. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh I've heard that. Oh, I didn't believe that for a minute. But, you know, I hadn't been there. So, and my friends, the women they were all inviting me not only to their dinner parties, they were making their husbands come pick me up wow. and drop me off afterwards and be sure to walk Janet to the door. Don't let her off the car. I went to community I went to a community dinner dance once. It was my community. I went by myself and I a friend of mine, I saw her mouth to her husband dance with Janet. <laughs> and I called my friend, this is like eight months later, and I said, you know, I'm already insulted. When do I get to be a threat? (laughs) I'm not a a threat to one woman in town. They're just absolutely included. I think that's really important. And if your friends don't invite you to things, invite them. Just cook a pot of cook a pot of spaghetti, and toss a salad, and invite four or five people over, and let them know that you're still available Uh to be part of a social life. Oh, I like that. Available to be part of a social life. I think that's what the key is, is part of a social life, not out tracking down one person. People know that you're available to be part of a social life. Yes. I think that's a, a lovely thought. And if you are, you know, I think part of, I think the trick of dating, which I didn't know when I was 14, but I know now, is making others feel welcome in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, if you make somebody feel welcome, of course they want to be part of it. And I was very lucky in some of the really wonderful men I went out with. And what were you doing at the time of that your husband died? Were you working? Or? I was working. I was doing fundraising. Okay. Because the other thing I see about you is you're welcoming into a life. I mean, you got to get a life. Right. Oh, and if you're not working, oh, that's such a good point. If you're not working, volunteer at something. And put your put your mind to somebody else's well-being. And then write the people who let you volunteer a love letter. Whatever you can do, document it. Write it. Write a letter to somebody. Write a letter to yourself, a love letter. People do this. Oh, I love this. And just write a letter to yourself in appreciation for what you've done to get yourself back on the path of the living. Wow, that's great. Keep those cards and letters coming. It doesn't matter to whom. It's like Gloria says, you know, write three, uh, 20 minutes, whatever. What did yeah. you say? How? Six minutes a day. Six minutes a day. And by the way, different than journaling, because when you write a journal, that's certainly valuable and wonderful. But writing a letter is with the goal of making someone else's life immediately richer. Ah. So when you send it to somebody, it's different than a journal that you write in. And yes, that's that's wonderful, but different. I love this love letter idea. And I know you've got more online about it. So tell people again where you are online so they can see and listen and hear. and www.loveletterslive.com. 
L-O-V-E-L-E-T-T-E-R-S-L-I-V-E dot com. And there's a link to my examiner article. Mm-hmm. And that's the newspaper in San Francisco. And it's the online version. Right. And it's... Um, Yes, there are just, there's stories. Other people's stories are so inspiring. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to hear me. Yes, that's right. (laughs) You can hear Gloria's, which is wonderful. (laughs) And the love letter to your son. Yeah, absolutely. I really like this. And talk a little bit more, if I'm feeling depressed right now, about love letters to myself. What could I do to get myself up and going? Would that be a good thing? Sure. You can start out with, Dear Gloria, I'm Mm -hmm. sitting here, and I don't know what to tell myself because I'm feeling so depressed. But when I look at it, realistically... I can see that I had six people to dinner last night, and I put myself out there, and it was beautiful, and I was feeling a little off, but I let everybody else have a good time. Mm-hmm. That's something that you can appreciate. Right. I like that. You know, or I went and got my hair cut, and I don't look like the same person I did when I suffered this loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So finding those small gratitude. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So uh, what about if you've... Um, lost a spouse, and you just can't get going. Well, I'll tell you, for me, one of the things that was so helpful and so tragic and so devastating also is that I had two young children. Yeah. Tell us what Dan, uh, Dan died of. People probably would like to know yes. that. Yes, he committed suicide mm-hmm. after a very long time, I think, of trying not to. Mm-hmm. And it was horrible just in every way possible. And yet, at some point, not maybe a a couple of months after my younger daughter said mommy when are you going to stop crying we need you to be normal Mm -hmm. and that was huge Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. was huge and my older one who was 14 said are we still going to have the same wonderful friends and dinner parties that we have always had and Mm -hmm. I said of course we are Mm -hmm. so I was guided back to normal it didn't mean I felt it but I did it because I had people to do it for. And after a pretty short time, I'd say, you know, maybe six months of bursting into tears in the middle of nowhere, by the way, having a perfectly normal conversation with somebody and then just dissolving into tears, which would abate. And there was no control over it. It just came in waves. And I understand this is common. And I thought I was doing well. I was going to work and I was earning a living and I was supporting my children and We were having a wonderful time, and their friends were over all the time, wishing they could be part of our family, some of them said. And I thought, how could this be? But still, you know, there was a lot of love and joy. And I thought I was doing really well. And as I say, I was. And yet, at the two-year mark, almost to the day, something lifted. Mm. And my breath was different. And I thought, now I really am okay. You know what, Janet? I love, and Heidi, I'm sure you're feeling this way too. Janet tells, you know, kind of this light story about love letters. You know, we get through it. And then... All of a sudden, she dropped suicide on us. And you know what? Hmm. You're just an inspiration. Oh, I, I know you. people who are sitting out there thinking, man, if this woman can get to where she is right now from where she's been, I can do it too. It takes time. It, it takes time. It takes friends. And it takes focusing on other people's well-being, I think. It did for me. Yeah, because I'm thinking, you know, that stigma that people talk about and suicide and that kind of thing. Oh, that was horrible. I couldn't even say the word for probably 15 years. I mean, a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for saying it today and for sharing. I know you're going to help a lot of people out there with their love letters. I hope so. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for asking me. Thank you for being the person you are. And I hope everybody will get there and strength, uh, everybody who needs it. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for your love letters. 
And I'll send one to you right now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. Thanks, Janet. You're wonderful. Thank you, dear. Well, Heidi, it's been great having Janet on the show today. Isn't she fun? And I, I, it's just, isn't it neat that we know her? We just barely got to know her, and what a privilege. I feel so lucky myself, by the way, <laughs> to know you guys. <laughs> it is. It is. She is an inspiration, and I love, Janet, what you said about time, friends, and focusing on other people. And I want to really tell everybody that's listening to please go and look at the at the television show Janet did with us because you can see her, and it is she is such an inspiration of how you do transform your life after losses. Yep. Yeah. So visit us on YouTube and look at that. And Alan Klein's on there too. And he is just a great guy. Oh, isn't he wonderful? Yeah, he is. He's fabulous. Well, thanks for listening to the show today. And we look forward to having you listen to it again next week. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, Others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.